the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Your host, of course, as always, Dave Sturchio is here for the final time of the 2021-2022 Dallas Cowboys season. Why is that, Dave? Why would it be the final time? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because they left us flat on our faces one more time. And uh, it's now, as I record this, it's Tuesday, so I've had some, some time to to decompress a little bit. I've had some time to get the anger sharks to stop swimming. Um, I've had some time to just basically just go over uh, a lot of things. And I told myself I wasn't going to talk about the Cowboys uh, going forward for a little bit at least. But, I mean, it's nearly impossible. It really is. When you're in my line of work and you're around sports and you're around, you know, there is a divisional championship round to be played. There is a conference title game. There is going to be a Super Bowl. You can't talk about these things without the failures of the season, meaning, i.e., the Dallas Cowboys. Boys. And look, other teams that lost, New England, they're gone, right? The Raiders, they're gone. Uh, who else lost? Uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals look like mediocre at best. You know what I mean? So we're not the only ones who lost in the wildcard round. However, we are the only home team that decided to lose their game. Uh, so that's fun. Um, but look, it, it's been a an up and down season. It's been crazy. It's been it's been good. It's been bad. It's been ugly. It's been great, right? I don't remember a time where we ever scored fifty points twice in a in a in a in a season. I don't remember when we put up this many forty burgers. There was a lot of hope and a lot of a lot of uh, you know. That's like ninety five percent of being a fan. You know, is hope and and you have this hope going into every single year. And I think that it's just. You know, it's it's an unfortunate situation when you drop like, the way you dropped, and and like obviously we can get into the game, but at this point, I think you know it is Tuesday night. We're removed from the game a little bit. There's so many questions that'll be left unanswered. Uh, there's so many things you want to talk about, but you just you refuse because it's just it's annoying at this point. You know, it's nauseating. Um, this podcast was started literally in training camp, and there was things about Dak Prescott that people were worried about, the shoulder and the, you know, coming off his foot injury. And, and I think Dak Prescott, you know, silenced a lot of those people early until the calf injury, right? And then all of a sudden, Dak is slumping, and he's not playing his best ball. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's sad because, you know, you did pay all, uh, all that money to this guy, right? And you did look at him as, he's, as if he is the leader of this uh, of this Dallas Cowboys team and I still firmly believe he is and I know there's going to be a lot of haters and a lot of doubters out there that say that Dak Prescott can't win the big game and that's not necessarily true uh, because he has a won a playoff game already he's he's already made somewhat of a decent run in the playoffs the team that was surrounded him uh, the team that surrounded him were 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 definitely high character guys um, the roster was deep we had a lot of good talented players. And now, unfortunately, you know, it's a it's a new season. It's an off season already. And a lot of those players will never see again. And and that happens every year. And I think that's the saddest part about every year is that when you look at this team as a whole and you're like, well, this team is special, right? This team is is fun to watch. This team, the camaraderie can't be matched, right? This team is bing bonging and sacking quarterbacks and having a good time on the sidelines and and, and that's all true. It's absolutely true. Everybody had a good time this season, right? I mean, there was there was the low points where everybody kind of looked at each other and like, eh, well, you know, it was it was a Denver game. We slipped up there, and then like you go head to head with with Patrick Mahomes, and you're like, oh, maybe this is the Super Bowl preview, right? So you're thinking about all these things as, as the season goes on, and you know, I think ultimately this season in particular, this game in particular, uh, kind of broke a lot of the Cowboys fans. I think it. I think it really, well, at least it did for me, right, where I'm just like, look, I, I get excited about everything the Dallas Cowboys do, right? 
um, the draft was last year, and I wanted Patrick Sertan, and I wanted uh, J.C. Horn. I wanted a cornerback, right, to pair up with Trayvon Diggs and the rest. But we just so happened to land a guy named Micah Parsons, right? And everybody's like, well, he's a beast too. Let's see if it plays out. Turns out the guy literally is like a couple votes away from more than likely winning not only Defensive Player of the Year, but uh, not only Defensive Rookie of the Year, but Defensive Player of the Year, right? So it's like exciting, right? And then you got Dak Prescott breaking Tony Romo's thing, and then like you got Zeke running for a 1,000, and the receivers are catching a 1,000 yards. All of this stuff is good, and it's exciting when your team is shit, right? Like if your team is bad, these are the things you can pull out of a season and say like, oh, well, you know, we might have sucked and, and went 4-13, and 13, but, you know, Dak Prescott slung that ball, man. Oh, man, the future's bright. Or, or Micah Parsons was tackling everything that moved, even though the rest of our defense sucked, right? That wasn't the case. The problem is the Dallas Cowboys were good at football this year at times, right? They went 12-5. and five. So now you're looking at a team like this, and you're saying, just how far can they go, man? Let's, let's see. Let's see. You know, and then you draw the 49ers in a matchup that – me, my dad, my colleagues, we're all sitting around saying, you know, I, it's great we're in the playoffs and all, but uh, I'm not sure if I want to play the 49ers, right? I think I would have said that about any opponent, right? I would have said that about the Eagles. I would have said that about uh, the L.A. I would have said that about Arizona, right? I would have said that about any opponent. I don't want to see this team. It's almost as if you don't want a playoff game. And when I say you, I mean me. You know, it's almost as if, like, you you don't want to set yourself up for this failure, this, this come-to-Jesus moment where you realize – the team that you've been rooting for all year round is not as good as what you thought they were, and they did it again. They proved that once again that they weren't as good as everybody said they were, and that broke me this time around. You know, that one put, like, it tugged on my heartstrings the entire game, but this time it said, and just took it right out, right, and said, you know what? The next time you decide to get hyped about a team and call it special and all this other garbage, you'll remember this feeling. And I do, and I will, because this Dallas Cowboys team, believe it or not, 12 wins or not, or division titles by three games in which I predicted, I predicted that. I said in the beginning of the year, I said, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this division by three or four games. And I was right. And, and, and but yeah, sure. Can I hang my hat on that prediction? Sure can. I called the Dallas Cowboys to go 12 and five and they did, right? So that's like, wow, Nostradamus, Nostradamus, Sturch-Stradamus, right? You've, you've done it all. What else could they do? Can they win the Super Bowl? And I said, you know what? When this offense is on, we can't be beat. But guess what, guys? The offense had to be on, and they weren't. They came up flat in a playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers. Give me Tom Brady in the first round, and I'll say, you know what? We lost to the GOAT. We lost to the best, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game based off of accolades, stats, uh, Super Bowls, everything, right? We lost to one of those guys. But we lost to Jimmy Garoppolo in which people were wondering if this kid, if, if, if he releases the ball out of his hand, will it get picked? Turns out it did. We did have one. I think the, over, the overconfidence that the Dallas Cowboys fans showed going into this game was the detriment. And I'm not saying that, you know, somebody's fanhood or somebody's uh, somebody's moxie towards this game is going to be the reason why they win or lose because clearly that's not the case. Like, oh, I didn't wear my lucky socks today and my Romo jersey's in a laundry mat. You know what I mean? Like, there was no – I'm not talking about superstitions. I'm just talking about Dallas Cowboys fans always continuously feeling themselves as if nobody could beat us. 
and you want to forget about the fact that two weeks ago we lost to the Arizona Cardinals who just got starched by the L.A. Rams on Monday Night Football in the wild card round. So here's the thing. I firmly believe that even, even if we were to play the Cardinals, we would have lost that game too. That's how flat this Dallas Cowboys team was. And I don't understand. I don't know why. Why, why, why? Tony Pollard was not only rested in Week 18, but not even used in the wild card game. What in their minds, what through Kellen Moore and, and Mike McCarthy for a loop enough to say, you know what, he's great, but we're going to we gotta ride Zeke and his torn PCL. And you understand something here. When these guys, they come out at the end of the year and they finally announce their injuries, it's all of a sudden it's heroic, right? Brady does it all the time. After a season, it's like, well, I played that on a on a torn meniscus or something the entire season, right? So for Zeke to do that in his post game, I kind of felt a little corny. I felt that they were like, oh, you really are you serious right now? You really after all these weeks of saying Pollard should get more touches, and I backed you up and I said, no, 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 let Zeke run, let him grind, let him beat up the defense, let him do all this stuff, let him cook as a running back one, right? But now you come out and say, well, you know, I would have did better, but I had a PCL tear, you know, and I, you can't do any more damage to it, but you can't get better either. And I'm like, wait a minute, time out, man. I went to bat for you, Zeke. I went to bat for Dak. I went to bat for everybody on this team. And, and now the Dallas Cowboys are sitting at home and they're putting out their Facebook posts and their social media posts saying, thank you, fans, for sticking with us again. We'll be back next year. And that leads me to my post on social media, where if you're following me um, mostly on Twitter or Facebook or any of my personal social medias, I put out a picture in which it was captured by my uh, my bonus mom, right? She she actually p- took a picture of the entire couch, right? It's a long couch in my house, and all, everybody was involved, my sister-in-law, my, my nephew, and, and then all of a sudden you saw my dad, and then you saw me, right? My dad's looking at the TV in, in what I can describe as sadness, right? And then you could see me just like with my hands almost like kind of pinching my nose saying like, oh my God, like kind of like, like I got a headache. Like I can't believe this Dallas Cowboys team is doing this to me again. And I'm not trying to be Randy Quaid from Major League, okay? I'm not. I'm not trying to say like they'll never win another game again. They suck. It'll never happen, right? But I was very Randy Quaid going into that game like within the first 10 minutes of game time. I'm like, wait a minute. What, what are they doing? I knew they couldn't come out flat. If you come out flat in a playoff game, forget it. We don't have that capabilities. I don't care how many points this team scores. They did not have the capabilities to come back from a large deficit. Even though they remotely did and, you know, in turn did come back and have the ultimate chance to get back in the game and tie the game and all this other shit, they led you. That that last couple minutes of that game lasted three years in, in normal time, you know. When you have a two-minute drill and you're throwing balls all over the place and you're not hitting your receivers, that's on Dak, right? And then when you get the ball back again with 40 seconds left and you're driving down the field and you're bink, bink, bink right down the field, ease, they're giving you the sidelines, which I was very surprised that the the Niners were letting them take the sideline route, right? Plays were taking just three or four seconds. We were driving down the field. But then, lo and behold, a quarterback draw is dialed up, dialed up by Mike McCarthy, and, and Kellen Moore. And I blame them both because I know how this works, okay? You don't just get to be offensive coordinator and go through a guy like Mike McCarthy and not have any budge or say or discrepancies, right? The fact that both of these guys came out and said that this this play was worked on in practice and all that, that is such 
bullshit, and I don't ever want to hear or see that play again. You want to run that play for Dak to score from the 10? Do it. You want to run that play to get out of the end, to get out of your own end zone? Do it. But you don't run that play when there's 14 seconds left and you have no more timeouts. And you can't expect all the guys, all your hosses, bro, 300-plus-pound guys got to run to the line of scrimmage, right, including a 65-year-old referee who has to book it from, like, 40 yards deep. It was a recipe for disaster, and it was never going to work. The game is over. I'm not about to sit here and 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 dwell on, on this game anymore. I do that enough. I got plenty of outlets. I have chop sports. I got blogging the boys. I got writing. I got all I got my social medias. I got everything in order for me to vent about this team. But you know what? This team is no more. This team that you saw on the field on Sunday is no more. You will never see that team in particular again. And now this time I have to go into next year thinking differently. I cannot for the life of me. I have to control my emotions, and I think all Cowboys fans need to as well. you got to control your emotions with the hype of this team. Right now, they're sitting at the 24th pick in the NFL draft, plus no money for free agency. You can't get hyped about this crap. You just can't. What are you going to do? You, when you're 24th, it's BPA, ladies and gentlemen. It is best player available. It is the guy that we're going to say, oh, cool, he's there, let's take him. You can argue which positions. Would it be a guard? Would it be a defensive lineman? Will it be a safety? Will you know? Will it be a, a running back or, or whatever? Whoever is the best case scenario at twenty four is going to be the next Dallas Cowboy. And what's going to happen? He's going to be the best player you've ever seen. He's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's going to be the next Micah Parsons. He's going to be the next Deion Sanders. He's going to be the next Emmitt Smith. He's going to be the next whatever. It's it's tired. And it's annoying to see Dallas Cowboy fans out there getting crazy about single season records, about stats by players. It is absolutely asinine to see you guys react the way you do when these personal accolades come as if you're the one getting the bonus money. You got to temper your expectations. This Dallas Cowboys team as it stands right now, even if they were to lose every single unrestricted free agent, they can probably still win the East because the East is a joke. The Giants are in a coaching search, a GM search, a quarterback search, a running back search, whatever else they got to do. They're in disarray. The Washington football team don't even have a goddamn name yet, and they're all over the place, and they're revealing their name in a couple weeks, which, by the way, I think I nailed it. We'll see. Um, you also have the Philadelphia Eagles, who had no business, no business, being there against the uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so if I had to take, I, I put my money on the Dallas Cowboys to be repeat NFC East champs. Sure do. I think that should be a thing, right? It should not be some, you know. Oh, I don't know about this. You know, let's, let's scratch our heads. Let's see if we can do this again. They should win the East again by a couple games. But I, I, I firmly believe that if you have to think about it, you know. You can't get hyped anymore with the playoffs. You can't say, oh, we're the last year we were the three, but this year we could be the two. We could be the two, right? As my phone just goes nuts because I'm a busy man and I'm a man in need, right? Everybody wants everybody wants to talk to me. Everybody wants to quote, right? Because I'm so goddamn popular. Here, look, it's simple. It's very simple. You gotta temper your uh your your expectations for this team. You gotta temper your your expectations to win, temper your expectations to if you're the two seed, three seed, 
or four seed know that, yes, you have a home game, but it doesn't matter anymore, right? Unless you have that buy like the Packers do this year, none of this shit matters because those are the things you got to play for, and that's what makes the buy now. That's what makes the one seed that much more valuable. You want to look at the common opponents for next year? There's a lot of winnable games. We're playing the AFC South, right? We're playing the NFC North, the team, the division that the Packers beat up on. There is a lot of wins to have. But how many wins is it going to take to get the one seed? Because that, my friends, is your ticket to any kind of success in 2022. You have to get the bye. You have to get the bye. Because now I don't trust this Cowboys team in a wild card game. We sat there for hours waiting for this game to, to go off the other day, right? I sat there. I couldn't sleep the night before. But this Cowboys team, they they come out there, they come out flat, they throw, you know, they they're just they, they abandon the run. They it's just it's a cluster F, right? And it's it's unfortunate because the Dallas Cowboys had everybody wrapped one more time around their finger. And they just they plummeted faster than any other team. They are the only, and I said this already, they're the only team in the NFL that lost at home in the playoffs. Let that sink in, Cowboys Nation. And like I said, I'm not trying to sit there and say, well, I guess it's it. I guess the Cowboys will never win another football game again. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is the years and the seasons of me getting hyped about a team that completely broke me this year, 12-5, and five, ladies and gentlemen, 12 wins. Third seed in the NFC to play the sixth seed who had to basically string off seven out of nine wins in the end of the year to get there. And we couldn't finish business. We couldn't even start business. Business was over when the doors opened and the San Francisco Red came piling into AT&T Stadium. I don't care what you want to call your percentages. You want to call it 75 or 80% Cowboy fan. Whatever. Don't do a whiteout because guess what stands out in white? Red. Okay? Red stood out, saw too many of them. And here I am battling. I'm battling for Cowboys Nation on Twitter saying, oh, Joey Bosa, you just disrespected Tyron Smith, you fool. Why would you do that? He's going to put you on your ass, even though they don't line up over each other. I don't even know why I said that in the first place. But, like, you know, I I went to bat for everybody. Dak Prescott, he's a winner. He's going to win the Super Bowl this year. He's a winner. Zeke Elliott, don't give up on Zeke yet, guys. Come on, man. He can. He's going to be the leader. I trust him more. That offensive line, guys, oh, man, they're going to protect Dak. He's going to be upright. Oh, my God. Have you seen the wide receivers that we have? Cooper, Lamb, Gallup before he got hurt. Cedric Wilson. Oh, Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson was considered the X factor by some, quote, analysts. Cedric Wilson couldn't run a good route. Six weeks ago, okay, when people were like, oh, I guess Cedric Wilson is definitely what he is. You know, he's a third or fourth receiver. But then all of a sudden, he's the X factor when the playoffs come around. Like, are you out of your minds? Again, not trying to lose followers, not trying to lose listeners, trying to level with you guys and make sure that you guys understand that the Dallas Cowboys will continue to do this until they don't. And when I say that, I know that makes no sense if you're listening, but you're like, what do you, of course that means, that, that's exactly what that means. No, what I'm saying is they will do this every single year to their fan base until they don't. 
And where does that start? That might start with Mike McCarthy. That might start with Kellen Moore. That might start with removing Dan Quinn. I love Dan Quinn. I thought he was a great coach for this Cowboys defense and turned it all around like the goddamn hokey pokey, okay? I think that Dan Quinn was amazing. And I even think Dan Quinn would fit the mold to be the next head coach of the Cowboys. Yeah, I said that. Mike McCarthy obviously can't get his head out of his ass when it comes to time management. And, and Kellen Moore just folded up like a lawn chair in the playoffs when it comes to making the right decisions and calling the right plays. I can't deal with this coaching staff. I can't even remotely wonder if we're going to be stuck with these guys. Did Kellen Moore do such a shitty job that he's not even going to land another job offer or opportunity? Oh, but they're saying, oh, but he's got 17 interviews lined up. Okay, great. Unless they cancel the interviews because they should. They should. It is what it is, guys. I'm telling you right now, I mean, what this podcast is going to be going forward is there, there could be a couple changes, okay? When I say couple changes, I mean uh, all about the star could potentially turn into um, the Jersey Boys. Um, there, it could potentially turn into something else where I have a co-host going forward. There's a lot of changes and ebbs and flows with this podcast. I've done, I believe, 25 episodes already, and, and I'm loving it. And the and the downloads have gone up every single week, so I'm reaching more people, which is great. And that was the goal from the Jump Street, right? The goal was to explore. The the goal was to you know uh, get get new uh, followers and people to listen to my word. I'm not saying my word is gospel, but I'm saying my word is real. It's authentic. It's not fabricated anymore. I mean, it's going to get even realer. It's going to get more real down the road because fuck. I mean, sorry, I don't mean to say that, but like I, I, I there's no way. There's no way I can get behind this team 100% in the offseason with everything they do. I'm going to kind of sit back, relax. I'll critique the moves. There's an entire there's an entire list of people that we may never see again, right? I'm going to run them over right now, okay, before we close up. Here are the Dallas Cowboys, unrestricted free agents, meaning goodbye unless they decide to pony up, starting. And I don't know what order you want to go in. It doesn't really matter to me, but I'll just list them. And I'm going to say yay or nay. It, or I'll just make it easy. I'll say yes or no, right? So when I say their name, it's a yes or no as to if I want to re-sign them or not or bring them back for another year or two or whatever the case may be. Ready? Here we go. Rapid fire. Brent Urban, yes, on the cheap. Brian Anger, Pro Bowl punter, yes, bring him back. Carlos Watkins, see you later. Cedric Wilson, we'll see. Because Cedric Wilson and Michael Gallup, they that's 1-1A one one right now as far as signing preference and, and wondering if Gallup's going to be okay and will he take a home team discount? We don't know. So let's see about that. Connor Williams, see you later, kid. You're gone. Corey Clement, you never served a purpose. Dalton Schultz, I like Dalton Schultz. Don't get me wrong. He played very well. He turned into a really, really good tight end one um, when, when Jarwin was out pretty much the entire year. So that's the thing, right? So Dalton Schultz, I would love to bring him back. So uh, DeMonte Casey, kind of like him, kind of don't need him though, okay? Dorrance Armstrong, that's an interesting one because he was the pet cat for Jerry Jones for a long time. He kept showing up at training camp, having great preseasons, and then disappearing for the regular season. This year, he stepped it up, right? You got to wonder about this because you don't know what's going to happen with another guy that we'll get to in a second. Francis Bernard, okay? I love you. You're a good player. You're 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 a fine gentleman, but I think it's over. Um, Jake McQuaid, that is our long snapper. So, yes, bring him back in case he was good. J. Ron Kurz, absolutely 100% bring him back. I like him. He is the tight end stopper. I liked him this week. You didn't hear much from Kittle until the fourth quarter. Jeremy Sprinkle, I could do without him. See you later, buddy. Keanu Neal, too injured and too 
I just don't, I, I don't know. It didn't work. I know he's a Dan Quinn guy. Sure, no dice. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch, goodbye. It's been fun. Uh, I liked when you howled at the moon. That was cool and everything after certain tackles, but you turned it to the new Jalen Smith. Goodbye, you're out. Luke Gifford, love Luke Gifford. Keep him. He'll be super cheap. I don't think there's anything wrong with keeping some depth. Malik Hooker, we gave him a chance on the cheap, and I think he's good. Let's keep him. Let's do that. Malik Turner, I'm sorry, yes, you had some really great moments. Malik, uh, you know, burner, turner, turns on the burners, all that shit. Yes, let's keep him if he's cheap. If not, goodbye. Uh, Maurice Kennedy, where the hell did you go? Preseason, you could have been a starter. Then you get the concussion, you're out for a little while, and then who knows what's going to happen after that. Ah, I can do without you. Michael Gallup, my guy. I love MG13. He's one of those guys that you could definitely bring back now with a home team discount because of the injury. That's my theory. We'll see if it actually holds up. I'm sure he's going to make a full recovery. Mitch Hyatt, I don't even think he's actually an unrestricted free agent. There's a little thing, uh, exclusive rights free agent. So I think we have a chance to bring him back if we want. Noah Brown, the playmaker, according to some. Uh, he's out. Randy Gregory. Now, that's the biggest one on the list. I think that's the price tag that's going to be the most expensive. This is a very, very uh, controversial, uh, you know, re-signing because I think a lot of people are like, well, he's in his 30s. It's over. Great story. Goodbye. I think he had his best year yet. He played all season long outside of, you know, I think he missed a couple games because of a of, a, of a, a calf injury, right? But I think he's he's well off to be the guy across from Demarcus Lawrence. I think those are the edge rushers that you need unless you find somebody in the draft that falls to you. And then, of course, there's Ty Nishiki, who, uh, Nishiki, whatever the hell you want to call him. He was the swing tackle. He came in when uh, uh, Tyron Smith went down. Uh, I don't believe that he has a spot on the team next year either. This team will turn over. This team will start making moves immediately. Stay tuned for that because I think with all about the star, there's going to be a lot of pop-up shows. When things go down, this is my outlet, and I will release my thoughts on the big things that happen. First up, you got to re-sign your boys, and we'll find out. Stephen Jones also came on record and said Mike McCarthy will be back next year. That's another thing we'll have to dive into. But for now, I'm out of breath, and I'm out of time, and I'm tired. So I'm going to end this podcast. I want to thank you guys for joining me each and every week on All About the Star. It was something that I created that I wanted my own personal solo outlet to do exactly what I just did for the last 26 minutes, and that's vent to you, the Cowboys fan. So thank you for listening. Subscribe to the podcast, and wherever you get your podcast, I appreciate you. I love you guys to death. See you next time on All About the Star right here on the Chop Sports Network.